This is Creatives Incorporated, where we take a look at the process and inspiration of creators. I'll be your host. My name is Travis. I'm a commercial photographer and production sound mixer based in Pensacola, Florida. Episode 6, Pensacola Vibes with Sean Mullins. Sean Mullins is the creator of the lifestyle brand and Instagram account, Pensacola Vibes. In this week's episode, he shares his passion for connecting with others, a mishap during a skimboarding competition, his transition from military-bound college student to full-time creative, and his tips on how to organically grow a following on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for joining us. So today we have Sean Mullins, known on Instagram as Pensacola Vibes. Uh, He is an editor and videographer for Levin Rinky, a very large real estate company yep. uh, here along the Gulf Coast, um, as well as a pretty well-known skater and man about the town. Welcome. Thanks for coming in, buddy. Appreciate you having me here. So, Sean, I think most people are going to know you from Pensacola Vibes, your Instagram account, mm-hmm. which is now up to north of 21,000 subscribers. 21,000 on Follower. Instagram, and then are almost either, I think I've already, yeah, I've already surpassed 70,000 likes oh, on Facebook. Facebook, man. Yeah. You're doing so well on those things. And I which, appreciate it. Uh, fan myself there we go shout out shameless plug yeah buy the merch wow. how <laughs> neat is that <laughs> pensacolavibes.com yes yeah there you yep. go there's a store it's good it's you got a that. great hoodie i really like the zippo putty it's got the the uh, blue, blue angels, angels on sun, it yeah. you know it's good it's a good one it's got that one yeah it's got a couple of things on sale right now if this comes out in Heck time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta helping you out Shame, thank you i appreciate it <laughs> I think most people are going to uh, know you from that, and you've grown that very organically as a passion project. What what made you go down that road? And I just, you know, I always based what I do off of what I've seen other people do, and I, you know, some people just love just selling themselves, selling their product, and I just try to organically move Pensacola vibes to attract the people that I wanted to do. What I liked was similarities that I had in areas about like nature trails, like mm-hmm. all the nature trails I went to. I loved all of them. And Pensacola can be amazing for the sunset and the Blue Angels, but it's a lot more than that. It's not just Blue Angels, which are amazing. Mm-hmm. There's something that gets me going when I see them fly by over the pier, like right over your head. That's America, as America could possibly be. But if you go to these nature trails that some people in Pensacola haven't been there their entire lives, they don't know about it. But people that have, they can. They have a lot more emotional response to that. And that's awesome to get any kind of feedback saying that, you know, me and my husband, like 10 years ago, we used to walk down that trail all the time, and we moved to Georgia. But thank you. So next time we come visit Pensacola, we're totally going there. Like Just to see that. I've had people send me videos of them showing their parents. Like, wow, that was an amazing video. And to see that response really affects me emotionally. It makes me want to do what I do more. So, yeah. That's, That's what made me keep on doing Pensacola Vice. It made me start it. I mean. Just that. And is this, I mean, you have a lot of uh, posts that are either sunset or sunrise mm-hmm. getting up. Is uh, Have you always been a person who's who's out at those kind of golden hours? Or is no. it, this has been the drive for you to explore more and, exactly. and be it's there at those times? The drive, I mean, the of course, when I get more response out of things, it makes me want to do it more. Mm-hmm. But it always makes me want to do it in a different creative way. Um, I was never been, I've never been a photographer. Uh, I started off with a GoPro. Just taking the GoPro with the stick and just holding it as high as I could or as low as I could and just right on the plane. But then I got a camera and I realized like the macro shots, which is what I enjoyed a lot more. But if I could do the macro shots, the up close shots, what I mean, uh, with the beach ball in the background or something downtown on Palafox, 
to where something in the photo, someone can see where it's at. They know it's in Pensacola, but they can relate to it. So that's what I always try to do. I try to mm. break the plane of just a photo, straight, level, but I want to do something more unique with it. Yeah. So that's what I've been trying out with video as well. And you've been doing a really good job at that. And I think that's one of the reasons people are following your account so closely is <clears throat> you uh, you have a lot of stuff that people don't see. I mean, I've lived here for more than 15 years now. And mm -hmm. I grew up nearby in Crestview, so the Destin area. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, there's a lot of kind of shots that I haven't seen because mm -hmm. you're there at the, the various times. And I know you've been making... Uh, I'm sure you're not on that GoPro anymore because now you're making those big canvas prints that yeah. you're selling. Yeah, I mean, I still use the GoPro for underwater shots, Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, going to the reef, and, like, the first viral video I had about the Blue Angels was me holding the GoPro below the water and then above the water. And that was, like, before phones were waterproof. But, like, now I feel like <laughs> I can just take my iPhone, which I've done some videos with my iPhone. It's mm -hmm. just technology makes it a lot easier. But, yeah, much more in-depth in with the camera, uh, the drone, the drone's amazing, but then, like, you know, the more I use it, the more I find out how I can do something creative-wise, like, whether or not it's a hyperlapse or a mm -hmm. time-lapse, like, everyone's got a drone now, so how do you try to make something more creative with that? And, like, that's how our hyperlapse comes in, or a time-lapse in, you know? No one has that perspective. Right. So, it's just a lot of fun. It's, everything just makes me more passionate about what I do. What was the impetus to make you start? You you know you sound uh, you originally were kind of copying people you had seen, but what made uh -huh. you was it something you just did for fun and then it kind of took off, so you put more of yourself into it? Well, we can get into the story about how I deviated my septum. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> they're related. So I had photos already of all these nature trails. I don't even know why I started taking them. I just had the GoPro. I was messing with it. I think it's when Instagram started uh, getting more traction, and so. It made me more like make, made me want to do it more. Made me want to go out and take photos. But I drove five hours east of here from Pensacola to Jacksonville for a skimboard competition in Volano. So I literally could park on the beach, got out of the car, took my skimboard down, did a three sixty, shove it. My feet landed on the side of the board. The board popped up, hit me in the face. My nose got split in two. A lady Ooh. asked me if I was okay. I had my hands up to my face and I said, "No, I'm not okay." <laughs> I was just coming all down my face. Anyway, I got back and for some reason, like, oh man, I gotta, I don't have health insurance. Like, I need to make money. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe I should start a lifestyle brand like everyone else. And like, two days into it, I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna make enough money to pay for my bills, but I'm gonna still do it. Like, I'm mm -hmm. getting a response to motivate me to keep on going. Mm -hmm. And I'm not losing any money. Like, you know, right. you upload a photo on Instagram, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. And so I just kept on doing it. And I realized that more people were trying to, Get followers that just didn't work out, but it, that's what made me start Pensacola Farms, splitting my nose in two. A lot of people don't have that story. People think I'm just really passionate about Pensacola, but I am passionate about Pensacola, but that's not what started it. Everyone knows it kicking the ass. I just had a kick in my nose <laughs> on my board. <laughs> oh, Here I am. <laughs> that's a nice little segue. We'll go back to the uh, Facebook and Instagram and, and growing those, but, you know, it's a good transition into the skimboarding. Mm -hmm. I kind of... Uh, you know, I knew you worked at Waterboys, and I kind of mentioned you as a, a skateboarder coming in, but you don't really do that as much as you do the skimboarding. No, right? no, skateboarding, I can get from point A to point B. Once again, we want to talk about injuries. I've had two knee surgeries, and that's when I, the second knee surgery is when I started working at Waterboys, and I was mainly just, I was just a graphic designer there. Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything retail. I just started doing Photoshop, and that was kind of my transition from, that's what I wanted to do, was 
being a creative person. I went to UWF to for ROTC. I was going to go in the army, but I decided not to because I felt like that's not what I was passionate about. I don't mm-hmm. like people telling me what to do. I love the military. I love the whole mm-hmm. entire like that's where I had the regiment down. Um, just the consistency to keep on working and hustling. But I found the creative side was where I was going to go to. But uh, yeah, that's how I got into skimboarding. Then it was right after that. And I started skimboarding more so than skating because if I fell, I fell in the water. If something made me stop, my body would keep on going. I wouldn't fall yeah. on concrete, like side to side motions. And I just got better at it. So not that hesitant to skimboard. Like I yeah. literally can skimboard all day and not fall. Where skateboarding, if I'm not paying attention, a little pebble is going to stop me. And I'm flying right. forward. Yeah. <laughs> So the skimboarding, you you said you uh, you know or you broke your nose uh, at a competition. So you got yeah. into it enough that you did it competitively. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that was actually at the competition. Of course, the doctor said you're not going to skimboard tomorrow, mm. right? And I said, no, I'm not <laughs> going to. And like I competed, got to the semifinals, but that's mm. about it because the the pressure was so hard. It was in my sinuses, and it was really bumping because you know skimboarding. The other passion I have is freediving now mm-hmm. that's when i first started getting into freediving and i said to myself well at least i can go freediving it's like wait i can't even go freediving because i have a mask on how am i supposed to equalize like i would have to put mm-hmm. pressure on my nose mm-hmm. it's like that was a bummer so i just drove there for five hours competed didn't place and then just drove over five hours home oh, but it was still fun like i hung out with all the friends that i had there and now i know you're still doing some freediving now are you still mm-hmm. doing the skimboarding yeah competitively? yeah yeah, yeah. Um, back the at last it? uh competition where was i was in Panama City and I placed second for my age division. Nice. So, yeah, still got it somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't ever a photographer. You no. kind of had a graphic design background. Yeah. I'm certain you've probably kind of had to become a bit of a photographer, mm-hmm. a video guy, and all that stuff. You've probably had yeah. to develop all these skills. Did those come, uh, come along naturally, or did you, you know, have to seek it out as you went and said, okay, I know I want to do this in the future. I better start getting the skills. Yeah, ready. I mean, when I was in high school, that's when I first started downloading things illegally like you know LimeWire I had that then I downloaded Photoshop and I was playing computer video games mm-hmm. and I saw everyone had signatures in the mm-hmm. forums mm-hmm. I play this game called Black Hawk Down for the computer which some people probably don't even know and that progressed to something fun to doing graphic design to going to school for advertising and minor in art and then when I started when I came back to Waterboys I left there for a year uh, the owner Sean Fell told me that I need to do more video like video is the thing I remember the first video that I took on Instagram, it was like 15 seconds. That was huge. Literally, all I did was pan on everyone else, like all of us at Paradise Grill during summer camp, like surf camp. And like, it was not cool at all. <laughs> but to go from there to making myself to do video editing, that was the only thing that I felt like I was forced to do. Mm-hmm. But now it's the most fun I have, like doing video editing, recording video. Because, you know, I love taking photos. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I love taking them, but I feel like I could be a lot more creative doing videos. There's a lot more thinking going into, especially flying the drone. Like Mm -hmm. if, let's say theoretically, if I had only one battery, which I usually keep three batteries of my drone on me at all times, before I put that thing in the sky, I got to think about what shots I'm going to do before that even happens. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, fly the drone through here. I've got to do this. And I'm so, you know, it's a game to me. It's a game. Like, how can I do this the best and the most unique way instead of just doing one shot flat on you? Like, do close up on the side of your face. Like, and the lighting looks good. There's a lot more that goes into it, which is right. why I'm, I'm here now. That's fantastic, dude. Yeah, yeah. and I, I I don't fly, fly my drone as much as I, I used to. If you look at my Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, not for Creators Incorporated, but for Travis L. Patterson, mm-hmm. um, there's a bulk of a 
bunch of of drone shots mm-hmm. and that's kind of i remember the drone shot that you showed me um it was the oh my gosh it's of like the lake or it's like the moon oh yeah 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 that's uh that's the haji shrine up yeah on and Manba. i still yeah, haven't yeah. gone there but you made me want to yeah. do more shots like that but yeah. continue what you're saying and, and so i i have a bunch of shots that i did like that i did like a 30-day challenge where i was trying to post pretty much a drone shot every mm-hmm. 30 days so i'd get up and i'd go and that was because I was starting to tie it to more of my business accounts uh-huh. and I haven't done much with it, but everything on my Instagram was pictures of the family and the kid yeah. and nothing. And I didn't want to get rid of them. So I decided, I was like, I'm going to put this, uh, you know, grid of three do 10 rows, 30 days, gives a nice yeah. buffer. People are going to have to really go way down to, mm-hmm. to notice uh, anything else. And so that's why I did it. And once I, I hit that 30 days, I've done a few things, but I really... Yeah, I didn't stick with it, and that's what I find is hard is the consistency that you've had to build Pensacola vibes in these accounts. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, are, to that purpose, are you going out and shooting a lot of content and banking it and then releasing it, or are you really going out pretty much every day, every couple of days? Well, when I first started doing it, I was taking a bunch of shots of like one nature trail, like let's say it was Big Lagoon, like I just do like thirty photos and store it in my drive put the date on it and then we'll put a little description in the same folder saying clear day or like sunset and then lately since i have such a following i'm much more uh critical about what i post now because i feel like people can tell when it's in the moment and when it's not Mm -hmm. i mean i I, it'd be hard for them to tell Mm -hmm. but i like to try to treat the people that are watching pensacola vibes and following it as if they are intelligent not that they're stupid like that is the biggest thing for me is to treat my audience as if they're intelligent. Like they're witty. I'm witty. I want my intelligence, my my intelligence, <laughs> my <laughs> audience to be witty. So I think that that gains more attraction. It, it makes it more unique. It makes it more something that people want to follow, something to be a part of. Like that's why I don't follow anyone on Pensacola Vibes. That's why I only post my photos. I don't reshare mm-hmm. anything. I just try to make it the most unique thing possible. Mm-hmm. So, and I think an earnestness and an honesty comes across that way too. I try, I try. You know, uh, the, the fan base that I have is really loyal, and I mm-hmm. think I owe it to them to give them something that they enjoy mm-hmm. to see. You've done really well on Facebook, but Instagram can be either have something that takes off or it's a slow burn. Mm-hmm. And photography accounts are popular, um, and travel accounts are popular, but. Growing one that's kind of specific to a city mm-hmm. is a little bit more of a niche. And we know quite a few Instagram people who have done pretty well. I have mm-hmm. 50 to 100,000 and such. But, uh, and this is no dig against them. A lot of them are attractive women mm-hmm. and that grow, grows pretty quickly. Yeah. That's yeah. A, You know, you go that, go that route, it's easier to build an audience. You've chosen a route that I find, you know, that you really have to honestly connect with people and... Yeah. Like you said, those stories where people contact you and talk about mm-hmm. histories with their parents or places they visited, vacationed, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're connecting with them on an emotional level. Yeah, and it's weird for some reason sometimes, and like they're not bots, but like I'll have people just message me randomly and say how much they love the work that I'm doing. And like that, like I tell people I have no soul, but like that pulls on my heartstrings like mm-hmm. hard. And like for some reason it will happen like in one weekend and nothing. Like I'll have people messaging me about stuff like mm-hmm. replying but like some people will just go out of their way like people mm-hmm. i don't know and just say you're doing an amazing job it makes me miss home like thank you for doing what you do i was like that is awesome like you never hear that like you never i never see that 
so that, that, like I said, that's what just motivates me to keep doing what I do. I, I love every second of it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> now, as well as you've been doing with the accounts, now I know there have been other kind of city-themed and, and, and Gulf Coast-themed mm-hmm. uh, accounts pop up. Mm-hmm. Are you are you even those as competitions, more more the merrier? How do you feel about it? No, it's definitely not a competition. It's the same thing to me as like Visit Pensacola. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started Pensacola Vibes, I did follow like five accounts. I followed like Share a Little Sunshine, Visit Pensacola, and City of Pensacola because I wanted to, people to think that it was an actual like legit account because I don't know if he even had the check mark back in mm-hmm. that day. I don't I haven't even applied for one. I think I'm going to for Pensacola mm-hmm. Vibes because I have such a following. But no, like uh, like I said, uh, Gulf Coast Locals, that's an awesome brand. I never see anything like that as competition. Mm-hmm. The more, the merrier, like you said. And it just pushes me and hopefully pushes him to try to do better. Like design-wise, for me, it's, it's, it reminds me of Waterboys and Interlight. Like, yeah. Interlight is competition for Waterboys. Yeah, that's awesome. I wish we could play dodgeball against each other. But right. it would be fun at the end of the day. Um, people think sometimes like Waterboys or Interlight, they have some kind of headbutt things. But if you're not a good person and you're associated with Interlight or Waterboys, that's just that person. It has nothing to do with the business itself. So that's my perspective on it. I, I think it's a really healthy and a great way. I know uh, in this community, I, I do a lot of freelance work and, you know, we're all kind of, except for, you know, a few places like Vivid Bridge, most mm-hmm. of us are one man band outfits, yeah, you know, sure. and we're kind of all the royal we with our businesses because mm-hmm. I've had, I've had accounts and I've had jobs I've been hired for where I've needed a crew and a lot of people have been jo- uh, hired for jobs, and they've needed crews. And what we do is we just hire each other. Yeah, exactly. And so they're not competition. They're mm-hmm. kind of your coworkers. They're people that are peers in the industry. Exactly. And, you know, I, like you said, you know, if there's someone around that people don't like, that isn't good at business, isn't good to socialize mm-hmm. with, you, they just, people find out they don't work. Yeah, I mean, like Vivid Bridge, uh, Chris and I, my coworker Chris from Love and Ranky Realty, we will look at local companies here mm-hmm. that do video and we'll base it off of that and like wow mm-hmm. that's competition and then sometimes i'll look to the right of me where chris works right next to me i was like damn that video that he's doing is really good yeah. i know he's on the same team as me but i want to put it pushes me to do better right. it's not competition i know it's not but it makes me want to do better it makes me want to learn stuff more like just looking at tutorials um same thing as a lot of other companies that creative companies do the other day <laughs> i logged into my netflix account at levin rinky and during our lunch break, we watched uh, Tales by the Light. It's a uh, I've heard really good series on Netflix. It's about it's sponsored by Canon, but like it's videos about videographers or photographers. Oh, very and, like, cool. Uh, there's a video like that caught my attention about a free diver mm-hmm. at night, uh, crystal clear water, taking off uh, underwater flashlight and shooting it down, and a free diver coming through. It looks like it's going through a beam of light through another portal, and like that's just it. Like that's everything. So cool. We just bring everything in just to try to push us to do better. Yeah. Like, there's no competition. I mean, there is competition, but, but it's fun competition. It's right. Not it's, like, it's good spirited. I hate that person and I need yeah. to do so much better than them so I can just crush them. <laughs> you know, uh, a few podcasts ago, we had Stephen Gray, who's a mutual mm-hmm. friend of ours. That's kind of how we met, it was through him. Uh, shout out Long Hollow Creatives here. If you can see the black on black that sticker one, there. That one. This yeah. one, I don't know which one could possibly be. Um, and yeah, so Stephen and I uh, talked a bit about how we'd kind of gotten into real estate shooting at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we actually have shared clients back and forth. When I can't do it, I recommend to him. He's shot a lot my way yeah. as well. And uh, as we were kind of developing, he worked with the Love and Ranky team for a while uh, as well. And um, 
And all this stuff I didn't know about either. Yeah. Nor did I ever think that I would get into real estate. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> and, and well, we, we got into architectural at the same time. And so, or, or right around the same time. So as we were developing our looks, our process, our shooting styles, and building our client bases, we would, you know, talk back and forth. And we still do. And we'll share edits back and forth with mm-hmm. each other. And early on, we would kind of jab at each other, you know, friendly, like, yeah. you know, you didn't correct this, or you got shadows <laughs> there, or, oh, you know, you missed pulling that window exactly. in. Exactly. And, uh, you know, friendly jibes, but it was just a, a friendly way of pushing yourself because yeah. it's kind of a rising tide situation. Yeah, exactly. You know, you want to lift all those boats. And I found here in the last 10 years, the quality of photographer and videographer in this area has just skyrocketed. It's insane, especially, like, you know, when I started Pensacola Vibes to now is that everyone that's not, you, I don't want to say copying me, but doing the same stuff. But it's mm-hmm. not that I don't, they're doing the same. Everyone is doing the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people do the logo that's on this and, like, just a simple circle logo and, like, just lines. And that's easy for someone that's not a graphic designer. But mm-hmm. it is so hard to do something so simplistic. Right. And you see people copying me, but it's just not there. Right. But I know in a few years they'll get there. And right. that's so awesome to me, which means that I need to push myself and to do something that's more unique than that. Like, I know yeah. uh, my friend Laura, she, Laura Bogan, she shoots uh, the Blue Angels a lot of times and she shoots it from a perspective. And then someone else will do the same thing. And it, sometimes it will, you know, irritate some people, like, oh, the person's copying me. I'm like, that's the best form. Like, that's flattery. Like, mm-hmm. they just copied you. Like, you're doing something amazing. Now you just have to sign, find, that next thing to do. Right. Just always push the envelope. Don't just stop and say that that was the best thing I could do. do push it somehow. Somehow. Like I was on top of the Hilton, like leaning off of my legs, which I don't think I'll ever be able to get on the ceiling of the, I mean, the roof of the Hilton anymore if they see the photo. But, <laughs> you know, you always got to push it. You yeah. Push for the best angle. Like, for the angle, do it for the shot. But that's yeah. how it is. Like I, you could have the best camera in the world, but it's not going to matter if you don't have the best angle or in the right situation at the time right and uh speaking of rooftops there uh now this was before the last buyout a few years ago so i don't know if it's the same uh general manager uh but the old brent building there at palafox and garden mm-hmm. um there's actually a way to get up on the roof and the general manager there used to be very kind if you just introduce yourself say hi to him schedule an appointment he'd walk you up oh. past the elevator you know the big wheels that pull the elevators mm-hmm. You'd have to walk right next to him and then go up a half flight of stairs and you'd be on the roof. And he'd let photographers shoot up there on the rooftop and then you'd have, you know, the downtown street yeah. looking. Um, and I never took him up on shooting up there. Yeah. I, I did a couple of quick shots um, while we were up there, but I didn't do a photo shoot or anything up there. Because I'm like, I want to, when I catch that in, I want to make sure it's the right thing in mm-hmm. case I do something they don't like and yeah, can't come exactly. back. <laughs> <laughs> I still have never done it, but yeah. I know some people who have and, you know, they have some beautiful shots and it's still one of the taller buildings down mm-hmm. there yeah it's just a cool perspective mm-hmm. especially as a photographer you walk around downtown like how many times can you take a shot right down the middle of Powell fox like and then you just think about the angles of what to do like do it from a different corner and that's what i'm saying like it's so cool for social media for me mm-hmm. to see all these local photographers like okay cool the same photographer has done the same thing a million times like the thing on instagram you see a lot is that someone's in a helicopter put the legs out of the helicopter, take the wide angle, and you just see their yeah. feet dangling. It's like, oh my God. Like, anyone else will think that's the coolest thing ever, but every right. photographer wants to They've take their phone and just throw it. Seen like, it. God, I've seen that a million times. Yeah. But it's still freaking cool. Why? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's one of the reasons, I mean, 
drone shots used to be easy because you know it was a new perspective. Yeah, you just take it up and look down. Boom. Yep, down. no one's seen that before. It's it's it, it's genius. Now there's so many. Everyone's got a drone, mm-hmm. and there's so many great drone shots. Um, and I'm still one of the things that baffles me about some of the drone shots I see from people, and not even just locals, but just generally. And this is before the newer one-inch sensor drones. This is mm-hmm. like, you know, the little tiny, like, cell phone sensor drones they yeah. were using. The images would look so clean and so great. And, like, they had done this heavy grade and retouch to them, and they looked mm-hmm. beautiful. And I'm like, if you'd ever worked with those files, they fall apart when you start working with them. There's just nothing there. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, how did they do that? That, that you know, from a technical side, I was really impressed. And I was like, I can't, I still can't do it. <laughs> I still can't push I mean, a pull in that hard. I, I mean, I, I did buy uh, the pol- the company Polar Pro. I mm. do have filters for my Mavic, mm. which is, once again, sound too DJI because the gimbals messed up. Like, I don't know what's wrong with it this time for you some have reason. The one, the two? This is the one. Okay, yeah, that's right. And so I'll, I'm going to get this one fixed and I'm probably going to sell it for the Mavic 2 Zoom. But, mm. like, if the camera's set on you, the camera itself will twist. Hmm. And then it will just warp. Like, but I do for the regular photos. I do put a filter on it. Um, I will say sometimes doing the uh, panoramic shots, mm-hmm. where you can set up and say take a panoramic photo, and like it'll take three photos vertically, mm-hmm. or you can do like a complete horizontal. It'll take it'll stitch twenty one photos. Oh wow! The I resolution, that. yeah, and it's simple. If it's it's on the controller, it's easy to use. But it takes looking at the tutorial. I'm like, how are people getting this vertical photo on Instagram? And if I do that and I turn it ninety degrees. It looks pixelated as crap. Like yeah. it does not look good. So it's they're stitching three photos together, and literally the drone. You click it, the drone goes boop 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 boop. And you just take it into a program and just merge them all together. So that's how you do that. <laughs> Robots, the yeah. photographers of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Skynet. Yeah. So, but yeah, you've uh, you've done shirts, you've done hoodies, you've done um, several logo designs. Mm-hmm. Is there? kind of a dream you want to get to do you want to like push this to jackets and the canvas is what i really am passionate about like i've been really doing that per to order um Mm -hmm. the most recent photo i took uh today on my personal or yesterday on my personal instagram account i had someone message me i want this well how much is it in this size like that and venmoed me cash boom done you give me the money, I'll print it right then and there. Nice. But I don't know what the quality is until is I get it. So that's right. why I'm building like a bank. Uh, like this picture didn't come out that good, so I'm not going to put it on the website. Right. So like, I mean, the possibilities are endless. Like I, I talk about like phone cases, like with, you mm-hmm. know, the back being a drone shot of the pier. Like yeah. this is so small. Like even if the drone photo wasn't that great quality brought down to this right. size, it'd be fine. Like yeah. it's just me taking the time to do it. Yeah. You know, I, I try to take my time, try to be patient with it, and just do it correctly instead of just spending a ton of money and then getting nothing in return because I think it looks good. Because mm-hmm. I think I, I can ask like five people if they look good too, but right. like you know, you just got to figure it out. Just and, take your time. And I assume like most creatives, especially in the social mm-hmm. space that you're in, you probably have a group of friends that have kind of mm-hmm. whether you intentionally or, or unintentionally, you know. They kind of come along with you, mm-hmm. um, and they're kind of the ones that you you trust and stuff. I know you have a, a girlfriend that helps you, yeah. uh, with some stuff now, and because um, she's just with you, yeah, yeah, uh, when you do it, and so and she knows I take uh, critique really well, and it, it means a lot coming from her because she won't lie to me about that stuff, and so mm-hmm. it's a dumb idea. I will definitely get slapped in the forehead, so that's what be like that sometimes. Yeah, I married one of those. She's uh, <laughs> not shy with the correction, and that's yeah. that's good. That's yeah, it makes you better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's weird, like, I always forget when I start it. 
I started Pensacola Vice and I had to look at my shirt and it says established 2015. It's been four years. It's about to go on five. And it's like, yeah. wow, I haven't yeah. done it for that long. But like, who knows? Like, if you take the time to do it correctly, mm. should pay off in the end. Mm. Like, maybe this not won't, but it doesn't matter to me. I'll keep on doing it because I'm passionate about it. Yeah. It doesn't, I mean, I think that's the reason why Pensacola Vibes is still going on because I'm not yeah. rushing it. And I, there's, this is one thing I am not. I was never a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. People thought because I was a photographer and I did video, they thought I then did design and they thought I also did web stuff. Exactly. And if I'm you, like, those if, things are not connected. If you're a graphic designer, you have to know code. It's like, no. no. <laughs> but that's the thing I think I'm unique in that aspect is that mm-hmm. I'm not the best at all of it, but mm-hmm. I have done all. Of it. I've mm-hmm. done websites when it was just HTML and just PHP and then also WordPress came around and you don't need to know code anymore, right. but you need to understand some of the basics. You need to mm-hmm. understand that WordPress is in three columns, and mm-hmm. that's all you can do, or like one-third and then two-thirds. So I did graphic design, web design, did some coding, then I started getting video editing now, mm-hmm. and it's just, I've been able to juggle it all, and that's yeah. easier for me. I think that's the reason why Pensacola Vibes is successful. It's because I've been able to do it all myself. Mm. But also, I'm not afraid to ask someone to do something for me and help me. Right. So, well, I mean, if you uh, find a good balance, not to intimidate you, but if you check out the uh, the logo for Creatives Incorporated, I've seen it. What I did is I got a font I like, uh-huh. and then I tilted it. Damn. And then I put a box around. As long as it. you didn't put a wreath around it. No, and then I put a <laughs> box around it, and I turned the text yellow. Damn. So, so Whitney. <laughs> She is an, uh, she owns Vegan Social. And um, so that's how Sean did the same thing. I found a cool font for her logo and I thought it looked cool. You know, it looked like a brush. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always try to tell people try to do something unique. And I want her to take a brush and like try to trace it the best we can. And I think it's crazy now. You don't need to scan her to scan your images. Right. Literally, you can just take your phone exactly. and take it. And you can crop it out and yeah. do this stuff like that. And that's what I want to do. The next thing for Pensacola Vibes is do something with my hand. I yeah. suck at drawing though. But right. I, that's the thing. Like I suck at it. I don't think I can get any better. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take that to someone else right. and get them to draw Pensacola Vibes. It might be like Veronique from mm-hmm. Hatchmark. Yeah, I'm not oh, she is great work. Sure. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, so maybe that's the route I would yeah. go, but we'll see. That, that wonderful... Um, Welcome to Pensacola. Yeah, mural yeah. stuff was um, Veronique and uh, wish you were here. Uh, wish you were here. Pensacola yeah. and it was uh, Veronique and Somi. Veronique and Somi Joy. Yeah, yeah. Um, both of them are awesome. I, I know too many people to the point where I feel I don't know. I should just ask one of them to do one thing and then another because I don't want to single anyone out because right. they're all amazing. Like yeah. Veronique is Veronique, and like um, she. There's another girl doing the um, mural on Perfect Plane. Like I've never heard of her before. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just started f- following her. Yeah, yeah she so does. She's done uh, some really great stuff. Yeah, and that's down. that's the thing. Like that's how I like doing Pensacola Vibes because people mm-hmm. don't know it's me. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to be the underdog and not putting my face on something, right? Because I like to let my work speak for itself. So you've had a lot of success, and you know like, we've talked about that being kind of hard fought, but it takes a lot of strategy. It takes a lot of learning for sure. So do you have any tips for people who are wanting to grow? in social media spaces yeah and i mean for me this is this is a an experimentation it's a reason to use my space mm-hmm. it's it's a great chance to sit down and talk with other creatives i this is something i love doing and mm-hmm. in my life i don't get to do enough of exactly um and I, I i thought this would be a great thing to get to watch if 
if I was a younger guy, yeah. if local working pros and, and, and creatives were doing this in my area, I'd love to see it. But yeah. I have no idea how to promote that. I'm not good at it. And I think a lot of people aren't. So mm-hmm. is there anything that you found that's been successful for you? I mean, it's been a lot of trial and error. Um, I can't say that any of these techniques work, but I think they do. Um, as an example, I'm posting something on Instagram. It's a great photo. And I also have a Facebook account as well. The same business. On Instagram, it gives you an option to share it on Facebook. You can take the little slider and say post on Facebook as well. I never do that. Never do it for uh, Instagram. Never do it for Pensacola Vibes. I take that photo. I post it on Instagram. And then I'll literally go to my uh, Facebook pages manager. Mm-hmm. And I'll pay- post the same photo and not post all the hashtags. So it's different. Because I know Facebook and Instagram, their own. Facebook owns Instagram. So if they see duplicate stuff coming from Instagram, that probably is not going to show up that high on the newsfeed. So I always try to do something a little more unique. The next thing that I haven't done yet is taking that photo, posting it on Instagram, and before I post it on Facebook, cropping the photo a little bit so that the image DNA doesn't match up. So it looks a little bit more unique. Um, Am I crazy for doing this? Maybe. Maybe. uh, But I think I have more interaction on Facebook. Um, A lot of people post viral stuff and they get some kind of reaction and... I always say for businesses or anyone that can help you, like Pensacola Vibes, I post a photo, ask a friend sitting right next to me. I, I know I'm asking a lot. This is stupid. I'll buy your next drink, but can you like my post? Mm-hmm. But not only like it, but using one of the other emotions. So you have like, you have love, you have the wow, you have the sad. And I forget, what, I think there was another one, but it's irrelevant. And I always say that's a point system. You like a picture, that's one photo, one like. Um, one, one point? Point, <laughs> yeah. So you like a picture that's one point. You love a picture that's two points. Uh, wow, it's three points. If you can get more people to take more steps into doing something with their posts, the likelihood of that post showing up on someone else's news feed is a lot higher than anyone else. If you can get someone to love a post and then share it onto their news feed, that, that is the golden ticket. That's what you want. You want the most interaction as possible. Um, the next step was to get someone to comment on it. And not just use two words. I think Facebook realizes it because it's more unique. And I've realized that in helping other businesses and helping other people that they'll show up much more likely on other people's newsfeed if they do those steps. I think that's really cool stuff. And I, I didn't understand that there was so much that I... I know some people have used the boost and the promote yeah, and all that and stuff. keywords and hashtags. Hashtags to me on Facebook are absolutely irrelevant. Okay. Like on Instagram, yes. I will say if you make a post on Instagram and use a bunch of hashtags, the hashtags are only going to help you with bots because the bots are going to be liking your posts. And you'll Mm -hmm. see that on comments like, wow, great post or great picture. Well, it wasn't a picture. It was a video. So Mm -hmm. obviously that's spam. Right. Um, Aside from that, like um, tagging people on your Instagram post to have it reshared. Like Mm -hmm. if I tag... Explore Pensacola on uh, my personal feed. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, she'll, she'll as in Amber Fletcher, reshare it, mm-hmm. and then that will gain me more followings because Instagram is a lot harder to get a following. Like, you have to actually get people to interact with you, and mm-hmm. they'll see if it's a cool photo. They'll actually take right. the step to click your profile and then follow you. That's the the best thing you can possibly do. So mm-hmm. that's why you always try to bring out the best footage, the best pictures. And you have to think to yourself, would you want to follow that? Would you like that if mm-hmm. it was 
like you know if you're watching yourself mm-hmm. and if you say no then don't do it don't post it it's not worth anyone's time don't waste anyone's time do you find i know on youtube mm-hmm. um consistency in often how often and how consistently you're posting really help the algorithm there a lot and that's what people are talking about now are you finding those things matter at all in facebook and Instagram marketing? I think when you're first starting out, um, you always want to be relevant, but you don't want to do it too much. You don't want, like, uh, especially on Facebook or Instagram, you don't want to be posting more than three times a day. Mm. Um, sometimes I say, if you can find the niche, it's like one post a day. Mm. And then people will say, well, what's the time? What's the time you should post? And I was like, if you're going to go that far, you've lost, you're, you shouldn't be doing it anymore. Um, I always find the best times to post is when I'm on my phone. <laughs> when I'm just aimlessly scrolling, it's like, oh, shit, if I'm on, everyone else is probably on. And that's when I post. Like, literally. Like, it could be the most odd times. And it doesn't matter. It could also be the weather. Like, mm-hmm. if it's raining and it's 10 a.m., mm-hmm. like, post something. Because everyone else is probably on their phones just waiting to go outside, waiting to do something, waiting to get from point A to point B. It's a never-ending battle. It's always trial and error. So don't just look at some sheet that says, Post at three o'clock on Friday. Don't do that. Just think about your own target audience. That's fantastic. Good information. Yeah, I try. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know. Um, let's revisit back to kind of tools of the trade because you talked about drones. We talked about you know the GoPro. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you use. You mentioned you use the A7Ss for video at work. Mm-hmm. Um, do you care about tools at all? Some people like their tech guys. Like I am a gearhead. Mm-hmm. I love. I love the. I mean, we're in the studio. I, I yeah. love this stuff. But so I've met some creatives. It's if if they could create what they're doing and not have to interact mm-hmm. with some tool, they would be more than happy. It's mm-hmm. just it's a necessity. Where do you? Fall I mean, for that? me, it, it does not matter. It's irrelevant to me. Um, my Canon T six. I take photos on it. It's got spots all over the sensor. Mm-hmm. And I know in Lightroom that I have on my phone, mm. just go like that and do the healing brush, and that little dot is gone. Um, to me, it's just being in the moment. It doesn't matter anymore if you have the best equipment. It's 2019. I think it matters with lighting mm. and audio. <laughs> Aside from that, <laughs> the video, uh, photos, you just have to know what the right settings are. Yeah. Um, just tutorials on that. Aside from that, if I was using, I used uh, my Canon T6 for the video for Whitney and her vegan social at Sky's Pizza, and it came out good, came out decent. It wasn't lagging when I was editing it. It was actually easier because it wasn't that hard on my computer. Mm-hmm. You have to realize that it's just going to be shown on a screen this big. It's not going to be in the movie theaters, mm-hmm. and that's it. I'm from Jersey, so. Really? Yeah, I was so, born in Jersey. Did, how long have you been years. here? I've been here, I've been in Pensacola since 2007, and then I think... Well, so you we moved, moved down when you graduated. We moved, I moved to Fort Lauderdale when I was six. And I grew up in Fort Lauderdale. I was in the, the biggest high school in the nation. We had um, around 7,000 kids. Oh, wow. My graduating class was 1,200. Um, that's why I felt like this is a weird story to tell. Like I moved to Pensacola. I went to UWF freshman year. I went to the Pace Walmart. And I felt awkward being there because it was just white people. I was not used to it. And everyone's like, well, you know, you have to treat people as a minority. And I, I'm not going to say that I am a minority, but where I was, like, growing up, mm-hmm. like, white people were in minority. You know, like, Hispanics were the majority. And it was super cool. Like, but it, I do miss that. I do miss that South Florida aspect. 
Well, there's too many damn people down there. There's <laughs> way too many. I love visiting though. I love visiting Fort Lauderdale and St. Pete, that that kind of area. But it was cool to be raised in that environment and not think about it. So, did you find that it was easy to kind of find a creative side or or just explore when you were at a school that big? Because no one, I, no, they, how I, can they keep track of that? I didn't kids? start drinking till I was 22. Also, and like I just did Jared to see. I would go do Jared to see, leave, go play soccer. And then I stopped playing soccer and then I started playing inline hockey in South Florida. And like, literally, that's what I would do. Like, I remember one time I came home and my dad swore to up and down that I was smoking pot because my eyes were red. And it's because I was playing Guitar Hero till 2 a.m. <laughs> like, that was my life. <laughs> so, so you didn't kind of find that creative side of yourself till no, really I mean, I didn't realize here in the recent that, years yeah i mean in high school like i said i downloaded photoshop illegally but i just never thought of it as a creative side it just went yeah i, I thought to myself just military i wanted to do that i love playing black hawk down and like i love making signatures on photoshop and then i was editing photos for fun i never yeah. thought of that that's what i wanted to do right like when i went to uwf i didn't know what i wanted to do i just majored in history freshman year majored in history and rtc and then, like, something snapped. I was like, that's not what I want to do. So some people figure out what they want to do before college. Sometimes before, like, in the middle of college. And some people don't even go to college. Yep. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you there, man. I, I never thought I, I loved music and I wanted to kind of be in a studio mixer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had these studios I wanted to go to. But I was like, oh, okay, I had some health problems and I need to go a, more of a traditional route. And so mm-hmm. I, and I, I had done training for that and everything down in Orlando and, uh, I said, no, I'm going to use my scholarship, came back up here, and I was just going to get a job like everybody else. I was going to find something I could do. Mm-hmm. If it was loosely related to it, that'd be great. And so I got into the you know production sound mixing, and then from there, video, from there, photography, just kind of snowballed mm-hmm. in these different ways throughout college. And I was started working and getting paid to do those things. Mm-hmm. And I'm in that thing that I, I got my bachelor's, my master's, and I paid for them through scholarship. Yeah. yeah, my parents helped out. But a lot of it was possible because I was freelancing the whole mm-hmm. time. And the job I used to pay my way to get a degree is just <laughs> what I ended up doing. I don't use the degree. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's for me, it's the same thing. It's been an interesting roller coaster, And I, I'm actually excited to where it's going to take me now. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like what I've done so far, I, I had never realized that I've just been teaching myself, teaching myself, teaching myself. And like fortunate to have like the employees that i work with at love and ricky i love every, i like fortunate to have everyone at waterboys that i loved and then, then to go to another business where i actually love everyone too mm-hmm. like it, it's an awesome environment it, the creative environment wouldn't be the same if i didn't like someone well, there's one person like would not have the same kind of right. vibe i hate that i'm using that word but it's true like chris like i'll ask him anything he'll be more than happy to help me and i do the same thing with him like he just bought a drone bought a mavic the second mm-hmm. one and I've taught them everything I know. I have no problem. Yeah. yeah. It's just been fun. And it's been fun talking to you too. This has been great, man. Yeah. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, anytime. On the way out, uh, I always ask people if there's a tip for anything you do, not related to necessarily the, uh, the kind of mm-hmm. promotional stuff we just talked about, but just a general tip, something that you wish someone had told you before you started this whole endeavor, what would you say? I'd probably say... Uh, Talk to people more. Um, don't be afraid to learn something and force yourself to go out and talk to people at events. That's the one thing I, I think I took for granted in college is that I would go to class 
and they would say, hey, we're going to go so do some social networking or not just networking in general. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm just going to go back and play Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the thing. And then aside from that, just keep on keeping on and just keep on doing what you love and don't let anyone else say you're doing a shitty job and just you, if you keep on doing it, you're obviously going to be better if you're more passionate about it and just whatever. Dude, man, thank you so I much. This it. has been great. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show. Find more at creativesincorporated.com. <laughs>